Hello and welcome to the Indie Incursion Podcast, Episode 7. My name is uh, the ghost formerly known as Von Hyde. I'm going to stick with that until the day I freaking die or they put Hollow Knight out physically. Uh, as always, I am joined by Josh, and once again, we've got Errol on the podcast. How you guys doing? The trio is back! Well, kind of. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's not necessarily Alex, but we got somebody. <laughs> it's not the two-not trio anymore. I'm excited. It's nice. Yeah, yeah. How's everything going for you, Errol? It's going all right. Um, it's been playing a lot of Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that. Uh, did you buy Let's Go Pikachu or Eevee? Eevee. Yeah. I figured, like, I, I figured. Well, I already played Yellow version, and I never had Eevee as a starter before, so why not? Plus, he's uh, also because Eevee's better. So. Yep. Yep. It's agreed. Oh my god. This is Candy Corn again. We're just going to gang up on Errol in every episode that he's on the podcast. <laughs> what? But Eevee is better. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. just kidding, Errol. You're with us. You're, you're <laughs> on the right side Eevee... of history. Why would I get Eevee? Yeah. <laughs> if I like Pikachu, why would I get Eevee? <laughs> I don't know, dude. You're talking about having Pokemon Yellow and all sorts of stuff. Well, I'm glad we already got into the uh, what are we playing this week. So you've been playing Pokemon. What have you been playing, Josh? <laughs> So um, it's a little bit of spoiler for the news articles and the Kickstarter uh, things that we're going to talk about, but I've basically been playing a ton of demos for the Kickstarters that are coming up in the list of Onirism and Lorefinder. Um, I'll save that for when we get actually into the Kickstarter part. Um, but another piece that I've been playing for most of my time is actually something that's not indie. I've been focusing a ton of time on Fallout 76. And... Um, Man, everybody seems to hate this game. <laughs> Dude, right? I don't That's know. all I see for this game is, I like, know. hatred, it's and it's kind of weird. It's crazy. Dude, so, I mean, and don't get me wrong. Like, in this, I understand a lot of criticism, but there just seems to be this, like, this train of hate that everyone just wants to piggyback on for no reason. Like, I get it. It's not Fallout 5. Like, but that's not what they were saying it's going to be. And with the story that they've lined up for this, it makes sense that it's a little bit more empty, so to speak. Um, and I, I just, I'm so glad that I get the experience of being able to run through and fight some super mutants with my buddies. Like, such a good inclusion to have for this game. And it makes it, like, don't get me wrong, there's problems with it, but it's a lot of fun <laughs> when you're running through and you're getting to, like, the, there's little things, little details. The fact that when you play the radio, it's all playing at the same time for the same person. So when the iconic, crazy, like, whack and a smack and a smack, or whatever the song is, comes on, like, all of us start, like, fucking screaming it. Like, I love it. It's so funny. It's such a good inclusion. The fact that you can go into each other's bases and build, like, a badass base with just like a giant like we had this one area that we took over and we literally just had a giant wall like a, a big ass wall with just turrets just flooded through it like it was insane but it's it, granted once again there's a lot of bugs there's a lot of things wrong but it's a lot of like little things that just seem to add up it's things that i think if bethesda is willing to put in the time and investment like they say they are could potentially be an amazing game granted at the start right now it's definitely not 
but it's still a good game. It's a decent game, yeah. I've been putting a decent amount of time into it as well. I definitely agree that it has its issues, um, especially just mechanical issues in general. Every time I log on or off, I, like, lose quests just consistently. It happens every time. And it's it, it seems to be, like of minority of people that have that issue yeah. um because like m my roommate and my best friend all of us are playing it they've never had that issue they're yeah. like oh maybe it's a daily quest it's not it's like a main quest that just disappears every time i get on it just pisses me off that's really weird and the worst uh, i have a friend same thing i've never experienced that neither have any of us but there's one person in my group who always plays and i hear him say the same thing every time he logs in where he's like why do i keep having to do this same quest so very Dude, strange the worst part about it is when i'm like going to do the quest i'm like all right i'm gonna go do this quest and then i get kicked from the server mm -hmm. and i don't have that quest anymore i'm like are you fucking kidding me what the <laughs> fuck yeah otherwise uh other than playing fallout 76 you know i i didn't play it i would have played some hollow knight on my switch uh because something that's gonna come up in the new stuff um i picked up a bundle for hollow knight at uh at best buy but it's kind of a whole thing that i'm i'm probably gonna save for that section because it really pissed me off but that's that'll be a, a topic for later in the podcast did you get a piece they, of cardboard uh, i didn't know i didn't just get a piece of cardboard <laughs> instead of a disc interesting enough oh. what'd you All say right. I, I was gonna bring something up because i have been playing an indie game too besides pokemon <laughs> really you're yeah, dedicating I've... some time to other things besides pokemon yeah um there's this game of the game I've been playing um, called it's called Kaiju Big Battle Phyto Fantasy and it's it's a uh, it's an RPG that's heavily inspired by like the Final Fantasy games on Super Nintendo and it's based on this indie wrestling group who basically dress up like kaiju like you know like how they did back in like the 50s with like the old godzilla movies and stuff and wrestle and it's an rpg based around those characters interesting enough actually, we actually talked about this indie game like three weeks ago when it was coming out we had it yeah. in the new release schedule and i was like that game looks fucking awesome <laughs> yeah it's pretty good and um I haven't gotten too far into it, but it has a really good sense of humor with the dialogue and certain tropes. Like, for example, you know, like, how sometimes in the RPG you have to chase a character around to get a certain item or something? Yeah, I really hate that. Um, so they do that, but instead of it being, like, the character himself being stupid, it's your party that <laughs> you find a crocodile, and your party is like, that crocodile is up to something, let's beat him up. And the crocodile's like, like, hey... Hey, just chill, guys. And they're like, "No, you're you're up to something. We're gonna beat you up." And he just moves somewhere else. And he eventually, like, he there's an item you need from him, and you you, you get like five thousand dollars from something, and he hears it, and he's like, "It'll be about five thousand dollars." So you heard it here. Yeah. Errol gives uh, Kaiju Fido Fantasy a ten out of ten. He says you have to play it. Oh, no, I'm still working on it. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll let you guys know. All right, that's, that's it. That's it. 
a good uh, piece to end on some nice optimism for the dreaded day we're about to have in some news uh for the first news story i actually want to pop over to twinfinite this is not necessarily about indie games but i did want to have a discussion about it um this written by God damn it. I don't even know why I try to read people's names. Darby Hallman. It, his name is actually really easy. This is Sony PlayStation will not be attending E3 in 2019. So Sony announced that they seemingly won't be... <coughs> They seemingly won't be attending E3 in any sort of form, uh, from what I understand, not in like a weird capacity like EA does with EA Play. Basically nothing, just not doing E3, which is kind of an interesting uh, subject. And the way it kind of ties into indie games in this podcast is I was listening to Kind of Funny Games Daily the other day, and Andrea brought up the fact that they kind of like it's possible that they left a bunch of like game developers and such out to dry because they might have been like relying on um playstation or their e3 to uh their e3 conference to reveal their games and to talk about their their indie games or their smaller games and i wanted to know how you guys felt about that like uh i find it I mean, I hadn't thought about that, but now that I've I've heard that side of the story, I was like, man, that really sucks for them. And Greg at that time was like talking about the kind of funny game showcase and saying that uh, people were actually reaching out to him being like, hey, if you guys are going to do another one because they just pulled out of E3 as well as canceling PSX, hit us up. We got some shit to say. <laughs> so I was like, that really sucks for like everybody involved. I didn't realize that this had such an impact on more people than just playstation yeah i mean it's it's really surprising it's i mean obviously a lot of people are going to say that but it just it, it kind of doesn't make sense and obviously we don't know what they're planning but just what a strange thing for sony to do at this stage of the game when they're so on top um at least in the market right now um I guess they're banking more on just, you know, they're going to be their own thing um, and they're going to try to break the mold, which, you know, that's that's good in some cases, but it's really a, a slap in the face to E3 and to a lot of those, you know, those smaller developers. Um, but at the same time, one of the things that was mentioned and what I think will happen is just Xbox or Nintendo are going to get to bank from this because others are just going to flock to the ones that are you know available at that time it's going to be a four hour microsoft conference (laughs) (laughs) let's see if there's a a live a live devolver digital conference (laughs) yeah right and somebody's just going to have a seizure there's going to hemorrhage like right on the ground you're like wow this is happening again sweet at least i get to watch it live Yeah, I don't know where it'll go, but I'm sure there's going to be something that comes up if it's not going to be Xbox or Nintendo. I'm sure there will be another, even if it's not, uh, you know, a studio or not a studio, but like a, a team like Kind of Funny that will make something. It obviously won't be as grand as it would be if they had PlayStation backing them, but it's really they just need someone to get their voice out um, and to promote their stuff. So I think... It sucks, but you know they're gonna they're gonna find what works best for them after this. Which it might be even better in some cases, depending on where this goes. Not really specifically for E3, but if you have you know those indie 
devs who aren't shadowed by PlayStation who have their own voice as long as there are people to see it. Maybe it'll work out better for them, but eh, it's kind of a toss-up. How do you feel about it, Errol? You being the, the real games journalist of the podcast. Uh, I'm not... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> don't call me that. I mean, um, yeah, you're going to E3 next year, aren't you? You did it this year. You're our, I hope so. You're our E3 well, specialist. I did, it, I, I did it this year and the year before. See, See you're the real games journalist well, here, the, dude. The first year was just because it was open to the public. That wasn't as press. But, um... Yeah, I I don't know what they're doing. I have a cousin who works at Sony San Diego. I don't know if he knows what they're doing <laughs> either. Um, but I feel like maybe that after last year with the their press conference was kind of weird and was mostly stuff you know we already knew about. And then I remember the year before their conference, a lot of big announcements were just in the pre-roll, like Undertale for PS4 and some other stuff. And it's like, wait, you, like, that's a huge deal. <laughs> and you're just putting it in this like 30-minute pre-show thing. Yeah, yeah, I I don't really know where they're going with this in general. I I'm excited I to see what happens. Some people seem to think it's like a a bad idea um, because they might somehow fade from memory or just somebody's gonna gain a leg up on them and i'm like yeah that's not gonna happen dude it's it, i could see them doing like a playstation direct kind of a thing yeah that's what i was thinking is like nintendo's been doing that a lot like nintendo's show for e3 this year was kind of meh but that's because nintendo does basically an e3 every month so to speak in their own like set so well it, it seems like it'll be something closer to that. Maybe they're trying to go to that model of having just their own thing. But it, it seems like PlayStation is still trying to do something more of a, like a, a grand gesture of this is our one show as opposed to Nintendo's smaller bits of information. Um, I could be wrong, but you know maybe they will go to something like that model. I sure hope so. At least something comes out of it. <laughs> I mean, you never know. They, uh, it's It seems to be like kind of up in the air, a bit of speculation about what they're going to do. And a lot of people think that uh, th- uh, shortly after E3, they're going to announce a conference similar to PSX. And they're just going to basically announce like everything. They're just going to come right out and be like, hey, guess what's happening? This, 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 and this. And a lot of people think they're also going to announce the PlayStation 5. Um yeah. I'm excited to see what happens just in general. I, I think it's going to be kind of big just all together. I, I, it's going to be an event for sure. Uh, speaking of PlayStation 4, I, that's not even necessarily 4. I was just talking about PlayStation 5. But speaking of Sony in general, uh, we actually are going to move over to IGN for our next story. Uh, this written by... I don't know why I can't, I can't even find the person who wrote this. So, uh, Colin, oh, Stevens. Colin Stevens. Yeah. Their byline is so tiny. Okay. A little bit to get into this for a second before I actually read the news story. There's two issues I have with IGN's articles. One, their byline is tiny and sometimes hard to find. And two, their media player is butthole. They have the worst media player in the history of time it's so terrible like every time i try to play something on ign it's like cool you want to buffer for it six years good luck so i end up just kind of getting all of their content actually on youtube i just go to their youtube page i don't know why they don't just put the youtube embed the youtube video into their site right 
You're like, stop <laughs> with your point. stupid media player. It's, and it's so not just bad. IGN either. Other yeah. big sites are like that too. So yeah, they all use that. their own like proprietary like uh, players, and I don't understand it at all. But uh, to get into the actual meat of this article, uh, it's Wasteland 3, Bard's Tale 4 are still coming to PS4 despite Microsoft's uh, In Exile acquisition. So it turns out last week we actually talked about In Exile being purchased by Microsoft, and I called it Inzile like 25 times. Not even a joke. Uh, and after I heard somebody else talk about it on a podcast, I was like, oh, crap. It's in exile. That makes so much more sense. So yeah, that's a nice little thing that happened to me. Uh, but it seems like not the the fact that Microsoft purchased them outright it doesn't mean that they're not actually going to be releasing their games on PlayStation Four. Uh, they had recently come out and said that both Wasteland Three and Bard's Tale Four are coming out on PS Four, and they're not going to kind of break a promise. They're not going to take it back. Um, so yeah, seems like both of them are coming to PS4. I, I haven't played a whole lot of their games just in general, which is something that came up on last week's podcast. Um, I do have Wasteland 2 director's cut on PS4 and the screenshots that I've seen of Wasteland 3 just look really awesome. Just in general, I'm super excited to see what comes of it and Bard's Tale. I have the first one on PS2. So yeah, that's, that's my knowledge of the series. (laughs) Oh, that's something uh yeah i honestly i don't have much to say on this other than uh i think it's interesting and i think it's pretty cool that xbox is still like yep that's fine it was in the contract like we're not gonna fight it like at least they're they're still being civil on certain situations like this um but i mean it's also contract so i don't know how much they can get away with it regardless but then again i know nothing about legal system or acquisition so uh, you know they could have very well said no shut it down so what do i know yeah when we talked about it last week uh they did say that in exile was going to operate autonomously mm-hmm. um and that's something that i brought up so i don't know maybe like i i obviously these two games are coming to playstation but I don't know if that means that absolutely none of uh, In Exile's new titles after these two are going to come to PS4, or I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what happens. How do you feel about it, Errol? Um, no idea. <laughs> that sums it up. All right. <laughs> Got a good old no idea. You're like, it's a thing. Yeah, it happened. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of my take on it. Do you think they're going to like bring their games to PlayStation 4 after these two games or do you just think it's kind of like it's not going to happen? They're they're now going to be first party titles for Microsoft. They're I mean Microsoft does need exclusives. It to, does. for the coming year, so or not coming year just they in really general. They really do. All time, I guess. So <laughs> I keep telling them I keep telling them, hey, you got to bring back Blink's the Time Sweeper. That's the moneymaker right there. Yeah, it's just <laughs> millions down. It's going to be like GTA 5 for Rockstar. You're just and yet gonna they still haven't so done copies. it. I'm, a lot of people actually think, uh, which is kind of weird, when the topic of In Exile and uh, Obsidian got purchased by Microsoft, some people were like, oh, yeah, In Exile makes these really deep RPGs. Um, maybe they'll work on uh, F- Fable 4. Yeah, and I was like, why would they have them work on it when Obsidian does the exact same stuff 
and has made like a large open world game before with Fallout New Vegas, which I'm not saying that In Exile hasn't, but it seems like, I don't know, the like uh, Obsidian has made their isometric RPGs with Pillars of Eternity and such like that and, and stuff like that, but they've also had kind of like other games that they've worked on, whereas In Exile, it seems like are mostly producing uh, isometric RPGs versus Fable being like, it's it's kind of changed over the years. I mean, it depends on what game you're talking about, but yeah, I I would rather have Obsidian make it than In Exile. But yeah, that's just me. I'm I'm a big Fable fan, and I really hope Obsidian makes Fable Four because that would be fucking awesome. I really hope Fable Four just doesn't get made. <laughs> just in general, <laughs> yeah. You're like, yeah. hey, remember Fable Legends? Nope, nobody does. <laughs> Because it was canceled the longest scale out. Yeah, everything after Fable One sucked anyway. So, just bring it back to it. I'm gonna punch you. Whoa, 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 punch you right in your dick, Josh. Whoa, I hated two and three. Okay, Okay, I'm not gonna say amazing thing. Yeah, I'm not gonna argue three either. Two's great. I started with three, and I liked three, and I went back, and I liked all of them. (laughs) You're crazy. I would not have kept up if I started with three. I started with Fable and then went to the Lost Chapters, then went to 2, then went to 3. I was like, man, didn't like 3 as much as I liked the other two. And then the journey came out and I was like, can I just punch myself instead? Is that an option? That's what I'm saying. It's just been a downhill trend. (laughs) Yeah, it it makes sense. Makes sense. Uh, Speaking of uh, kind of punching yourselves in in no certain way, uh, time to move on to our next story. This is on Rock, Rock, Paper, Shotgun. Uh, This written by Elise O'Connor. It is Slay the Spire adds fourth and final act. Now, I know little to nothing about this game. Uh, At least one of us on the podcast actually knows something about it. But it seems like um, this, I'm assuming it's an early access. It's a uh, deck builder, deck building dungeon crawler, uh, which is an odd I, I know it sounds, I don't know how people choose genres anymore. It sounds really understand. weird, but it works so well. It's, um, if you haven't noticed, Josh is the one who's played it. Uh, they've announced that they are putting the fourth and final act uh, in this week's early access update. How do you feel about this, just in general? I know you're a fan of Slay the Spire. You were playing a little bit before the podcast. Are you just so excited to get back into it? So, Slay the Spire is a great uh, example of what an early access game should be. So these uh, developers have been working constantly. Like every week there's new updates, there's new cards, they do patching, they have a whole beta branch where they have other people who are helping out even in the early access, which is still kind of like a weird subset. But they put so much care and thought into all the stuff that's happening. And they have such a good community as far as trying to keep interest with like things like daily runs um making the levels constantly expanding like this new last act and they did it in a really interesting way because the way this game works is there's three acts and every time you play the game you start out uh you basically have three characters to choose from and you start out with a basic deck and as you're going through the game you will either fight people find a shop find an event space and you continue through the spire. So you go upwards until you get to the highest platform. Now, on the way there, you get different cards and different uh, 
relics they call them to change your build so every game is a little bit different you're gonna find different events you're gonna fight different monsters you're gonna have different cards in it so it's really cool the way there's a lot of replay value in this um, and so what happened for so long is every time you would get to the last act and you would beat the final boss uh, which changes by the way the final boss like they're they rotate bosses kind of like enter the gungeon does um, when you beat that final boss in act three what would happen is you would stand next to this giant looking heart and it would give you a, a points like basically how well you did on that run and then you would die and that was the end and it was like victory and like a little question mark and you were like what the what does this mean like i don't i don't understand why is this what am, what am i supposed to do with this and you would just keep replaying that so act four is apparently um kind of spoilers actually fighting that heart um at the end of it which is really interesting because i didn't think that was a thing i thought that was just their way of just being like oh whatever just you have to retry it it doesn't matter like because there's not really much of a story to this game other than you climbing up and fighting things. Um, so I think it's really interesting. Uh, I haven't played it for a while. Um, I kind of got stuck at what's known as their difficulty levels, their ascensions. So I got to like ascension 11 or something uh, on a couple of the characters. Um, it goes all the way up to 20, which is like some people are crazy. I don't know how they do it. Um, but uh because of this act four i decided to jump back into it and just from the one run that i was doing before this podcast i forgot how much i really enjoyed playing this game it's a lot of fun because there's so much rng but also skill in how you want to build your character and how you have to fight each one of these floors i'm i'm super excited about it i definitely want to see uh act four and what it entails have you played slay the spire at all at arrow nope Oh, yep. <laughs> you kind of got your dose of news from Josh there. Yeah, that's okay. I mean, I specifically put it, put this in because I was super hyped about it, but it's all good. For anyone listening, if you like card games or you like uh, uh, basically RNG, like roguelites, this is definitely a good game. And I'm not a card game person either. I generally don't have any interest in card games, but this one is just so good that I was like, oh, I definitely want to keep playing it. You're you're not playing Yu-Gi-Oh out on the streets. Uh, out on the streets, I don't <laughs> think I would do that out on the streets, even if I did like Yu-Gi-Oh. But no, I'm not, not the biggest Yu-Gi-Oh fan. What about the chaotic card game? You just throw oh, down Mujics and stuff. You know what I mean? <laughs> Obviously, doesn't understand that reference. I have no idea. <laughs> nope. I got that. It's chaotic okay. is such a weird and good show. I love that that show. Uh, speaking of new things. Coming to Indie Games, uh, we are actually moving over to Gamatsu for our next story. This is the Messenger New Game Plus update, now available. Uh, this written by Sal Romano. It seems like they actually put out quite a bit in this new update, um, adding the New Game Plus mode and quality of life improvements, including uh, controls remapping and a visual cue in the underwater labyrinth for accessibility purposes purposes because apparently i can't read today and the profits hint feature directly into the map i'm gonna be honest i don't know what all that means i want to try the messenger because i love its art style and i think it looks amazing plus i've heard there's like some crazy twists and turns in the game 
and the fact that it's nominated uh, for several like different Game of the Year awards kind of makes me need to play it. Uh, the but... soundtrack is so good. Yeah, <laughs> I love the music in it. That one, uh, what is it like the store area? The dan 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 dan. Oh yeah, that yeah, is yeah. stuck in my head forever. I love it. <laughs> That's the second game that you've serenaded. Uh, second song you've serenaded us with today, Josh. I'm very happy. That's my I really thing, like man. that. <laughs> something that i found interesting about this article is kind of weird it has like a second tagline where it says more news set for kind of funny game showcase so it seems like a lot of people are actually talking about uh kind of funnies like game showcase coming uh pretty soon i'm very excited to see what happens um it seems like there's some more big news impending for the messenger possibly at the kf game showcase I'm excited to see what happens. Uh, are you Are you guys gonna hop back into the messenger to play the new game plus? Uh, uh, go ahead. I I don't know if I'm gonna replay the whole thing, but I'll check out the other like the controller remapping and stuff. I, I might check out all the additional stuff just just because. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm gonna pop in there just for the jukebox jukebox feature that they added. Yeah, <laughs> I want to see what that is. <laughs> Um, I'll probably I'll probably pick it back up. Um, I probably won't uh, go through the whole thing like Errol said, um, just because I don't really have the time to do it because I'm trying to play through so many other things. Um, but uh, I definitely will end up going back into it. I like the fact that um, this is like an interesting new game plus mode where it just keeps adding apparently and making it harder and harder. Um, but one of the things about it, I think, um, you know, at a certain point you will get good enough where you won't really get hit ever by a boss. Cause I mean, it is a very pattern based game, but um, I'll, I'll probably pick it back up just to, just to try it out see if there's anything different with it. I'll just have to pick it up in general. You really <laughs> should. It's, it's like I said, before we started recording this, it's definitely my indie game of the year. Do you know if they put it out physically? Can I get that sweet, sweet physical copy? Did we talk about this last time? No. Uh -uh. Oh, man. I guess it's just everything you want a physical copy of. <laughs> uh, we, we've talked about it several times, yeah, but I'm just waiting for that physical copy, dude. Just buy it now. Just buy it now. Maybe, <laughs> maybe that'll be the kind of funny, pretty big news. Maybe, maybe they'll, yeah, they'll say there's that a, would make sense. a physical copy. They're like... They're putting out physical copies. People are like, what the fuck? What was the point of teasing this? Nobody gives a shit but that one ginger kid. <laughs> and apparently Greg. Not Greg yeah. from Kind of Funny. Greg, the creator of Wondersong, also likes physical stuff. Yes, yeah, suck it, Josh. <laughs> suck. That's, that's a little bit to allude to something that's also going to be coming out this week. But... Uh, you guys will see that later. Uh, for our next story, we are actually staying on Gamatsu. Uh, this is a way Journey to the Unexpected gets a gameplay trailer. Uh, this game is due to uh, come out in 2019. There's not a whole lot of news in this. I just kind of, one, wanted to talk about the gameplay trailer because I think it looks really fun and awesome. And I don't know, the resurgence of these odd kind of like... Uh, like strafey first person shooters or first person games in general with like uh, literally the game strafe that came out that was pretty interesting um just i don't know kind of the resurgence of a weirder aspect of the first person genre uh that's interesting to me but also 
give you guys kind of a weird story that happened to me this week because it just kind of popped into my head. Uh, I saw that Indie Know, and if you guys are fans of indie games, I would recommend following them on Twitter. Uh, They put out like videos for indie games all the time. Um, Last week, they... Okay, so the reason that this goes with Away is because they recently just were like, hey, Away just got a gameplay trailer, and I was like, that's so cool. That game looks awesome. But last week, they uh, posted that Hazelnut Bastille reached its full goal on uh, on Kickstarter. And I, as a joke, uh, replied. I was like, quote tweeted them. And I was like, yeah, this is all because we brought it up on the Indian Incursions podcast. And then they, like, <laughs> tweeted back at me. And they're like, I'm not sure if this is a joke. I'm like, you, do- you think I was being serious? <laughs> no, I don't think this amazing indie game is, like, its success is due to my unknown podcast. No. In, in that case, the Monster Sanctuary hitting 90k must be because of me. Yeah, it definitely was. It's all... Yeah, dude. It's all Claim us. it. <laughs> I was like, no. It was obviously a joke. And then somebody else uh, put out, like, the little gif of the guy, the teacher from Incredibles, who's like, it's not a coincidence. So I was like, yep, this is my life. <laughs> but I think this gameplay trailer, to actually get to the news of this and not my just weird ramblings, I think the gameplay trailer looks amazing. I'm actually really excited for this game now. I I can't wait for 2019 for several different reasons. Um, just yeah, to kind of be out of 2018. But yeah, this game looks amazing. <laughs> How do you guys feel about it? Uh, so, from my perspective, I usually don't like this style of game of the the first person like kind of strafing game, but I did like the concept of basically you're consistently changing through different uh, different characters basically because you're you're essentially making friends with people and you have to find the right combination of you know talking with them or I'm assuming there's going to be some form of like quest of you know help them out with something so that you can interact with them of going out in the world and fighting with them um, so it, it has a unique element to it that'll probably make me want to at least you know give it a chance just because there there's so many different possibilities on how they're going to use the mechanics for each character so it definitely does look interesting to say the least what kind of games do you like josh it seems like you never you're always like this doesn't look like my kind of game (laughs) (laughs) card games only I like, You're like uh, I like the messenger. I like platformers. <laughs> yeah, I like the messenger, man. <laughs> I'm all about platformers, RPGs, uh, anything really. Uh, I don't know. I'll give anything, anything, anything except Josh. for except for everything. anything that Vaughn likes. <laughs> anything that what? <laughs> Nothing that Vaughn likes. Oh yeah, no, 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 yeah. No. Seriously, See, that's because or... we we that's why we work well together because we you know there's different uh, different opinions from it. We gotta bash heads. <laughs> about just really dumb stuff yeah yeah that's how it goes Man. did you uh, have a chance to check out the gameplay trailer at all arrow i did not but from what you're saying it sounds pretty cool i'll definitely check it out <laughs> it looks really fun i'm really excited about yeah. it I, th- I think it looks awesome uh speaking of just shooters in general it's time to move on to our next story this one over on kotaku written by ethan gatch i'm just gonna say that's his name gotcha. this is 
I hate to say this, but this is the most depressing news article I've seen in my life. Not because it's something I'm going to die from, like the cancellation of a physical copy, but because it's literally like <laughs> less than a paragraph. It's Enter uh, Enter the Gungeon's planned paid expansion has been canceled. Uh, the developer's Dodge Roll announced the news on Reddit. I just think that's so weird that somebody announced it on Reddit. Uh, they basically said that they are canceling it. Instead, they are actually uh, putting out a free update. Um, it's it's going to be much smaller, it seems, uh, with new items, features, and bug fixes. I actually really like Ender the Gungeon, and it's super weird, like, art style and just charisma in general, like, bullets with creepy smiley faces and shit. I don't know why I like that so much, but I also just, yeah, I find it, I I don't use Reddit at all, which is just an odd thing nowadays. Yeah, right? It's really weird to not ever go on Reddit, but to think that Reddit is such a thing that game developers announce the cancellation of a large portion of their game on that platform just blows my mind. I'm like, what the fuck? When? That's How did that even happen? I can't believe you don't use Reddit. That's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> I like, don't either. Yeah, what? It's you guys are blowing my mind right now. <laughs> <laughs> How do you not? What? Uh, what do you do? With, what do you do when you take a poop? I just look at uh, uh, Twitter. <laughs> foolish. Yeah. Like a that's, normal person. That's 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 prime Reddit time. All right, you guys are doing it wrong. I make casual jokes to indie game Twitters, and they think I'm being serious. That's what I do. So it's foolish. a hard not life, Josh. Foolish. It's a hard not life. Anyway, but about How? the actual uh, news, news story. To Enter the Gungeon. Enter the Gungeon is one game that I liked. There's games. There's games. Holy shit. Actually, like... Is this a lot of expansions <laughs> getting canceled recently? Yeah, you had all the Final Fantasy expansions getting canceled, and then they're just like, "Hey, why not add insult to injury? Let's announce on Reddit that we're canceling our expansion as well." <laughs> I mean, if you read it though, or not read it, but well, I guess read it. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, <laughs> if, if you read the article or the post uh, from them. I kind of get what they were talking about because one of the things they were saying is like they've been doing this for for so many years like for Enter the Gungeon coming out and working on it and the the, the people who are working on it kind of just want you know a, a fresh clean slate um, which I get after so much time of spending in you know the same game they said from what they wanted to do or to achieve they'd have to build it from the ground up sort of so it is depressing because enter the gungeon is a good game and it would be interesting to see what would be expanded onto it but that being said the same team can use that knowledge and create something amazing whatever that looks like so i think it does suck for the time being but what could come of it is you know potentially something even better well said i i like how seemingly there's a lot more to this story than just what's in this article but there's nothing there it's like oh yeah explained that they'd uh they'd been working on the game for five years now and needed to move on thank you for that one sentence summary i'm so glad that that happened (laughs) but it's all in the red no judgment here yeah i guess i should have just read the reddit post instead of reading the article (laughs) Have you played uh, Enter the Gungeon at all, Arrow? Uh, 
I've heard, I've always heard it's it's a really good game, and people are like, you should play it, and I haven't played it yet. You should. You should play it. <laughs> One of the characters has a dog in it, so it's kind of a monster tamer. Does that make it better? <laughs> it is not a monster <laughs> <laughs> Anything. I mean, I could have played it without that. Yeah, but now you got it. But that just, yeah, it's sweet <laughs> the pot. You're like, man, more monster tamers. Man, I gotta get on there. <laughs> yeah, and then you're gonna go play it. You're like, oh shit, I was, I was sold wrong. This is a bullet hell shooter that's gonna make me hate myself. Yeah, that game, that game is hard. <laughs> it is, it is no joke. It's soul crushing. If we're being real, that game kills me. <laughs> I love it so much, and its whimsical art style totally throws you off because you're like, oh yeah, this is cutesy, it's fun. And then you die a million times by a Shrekt bird like that just has this awesome Gatling gun. You're like, cool. Or a gigantic bullet. You're like, ah, okay. I'll just give up now. I'm not ready. <laughs> and it only gets harder. Yeah, right. That's like the first level or two. Yeah, those are That's the first. It. Those and are the first world bosses. So <laughs> yeah, they're so they're. I'm so bad at video games, Josh. I'm so bad. <laughs> One of my favorite things about Enter the Gungeon, though, is that you can flip tables over oh, and yeah. hide behind them. I don't know why I found that so awesome. I was like, "That's the coolest thing ever." Yeah, I rarely use. And it, you can but... just like, oh, you're cool, Josh. You're cool. <laughs> I, I rarely ever get shot. No big deal. No, I didn't just say that. I, video just games. Heard, I, I, I actually, uh, I, 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 I have the world record for the game. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, right. I still, no, if we're being serious, I still have not beaten it. I've gotten to like the the last world, but I, I can't beat that fucking boss. Noob, get I good. So. Damn, <laughs> I got told. Yeah, right, dude. I just, I just totally got you right there. That's so good. Uh, just speaking of new stuff in general, I think it's about time for us to actually move on to our next segment in the podcast. Uh, normally this would be new dates, but if we're being honest, this is kind of just where we're throwing stuff that we may or may not, uh, talk about for like an hour. So why not? Uh, this is the new stuff segment. We've got a couple things to go over real quick. Uh, we've got Misplosion Man is actually coming to the Nintendo Switch on November 22nd. Uh, Blazing Chrome um, is coming to PS4, Switch, and PC in early 2019. The biggest thing about that is that it's coming to Switch, which is really exciting. Um, also we've also got... Cool. Yeah, right? I, I was never a fan of Contra, just in general, um, but it looks awesome. Yeah. I, I'm i super excited for Blazing Chrome. I played it at GDC, and it was pretty fun. Oh, and I'm not a big Contra fan either. Yeah. Birds of a feather here, dude. It's probably just because <laughs> I'm really bad at games, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it looks super cool. I can't wait for this to come out. Um, for more new stuff, we've got uh, Dragon Marked for Death pushed back to January. Pushed back. What's, what am I, pushed I don't know back. what I'm talking about. Yeah, pushed back to January 31st, 2019. It's being put out to die. That's like right yeah. after Kingdom Hearts 3, right before the February of death. Oh, man, I didn't even <laughs> think about that. Yeah, I was super excited. Because this game looks really cool, but Kingdom Hearts is definitely going to be where I'm at, not this. There's well, so many yeah. games nowadays so, that are just being put out to die in bad release well, slots. It's just too many it's games. It's just kind of depressing. There's too many games. That's true. 
I don't know how That's people true. have time for all this. They don't. Yeah, it's it's intense. <laughs> That's why indie games are pretty much unknown. That's why we have a podcast about them. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, for more new stuff, uh, it turns out, actually, uh, this is something I did want to talk about. Um, there's a cute Hollow Knight plush and game bundle that's now available for Switch. It's actually exclusive to Best Buy. I found out about it because I just follow Team Cherry on uh, on Twitter, and they tweeted about it. I was super stoked uh, because they actually partnered with Fangamer, and Fangamer has a plush for Hollow Knight that I have been wanting forever, but it was $35. And I was like, I don't know if I can justify spending like easily around $50, including shipping on a plush. And then I was like, oh, dude, same plush. I could get it and get the game. Uh, It was $35. It gives you the game and the plush. Uh, Here's the thing I wanted to talk about with a little rant about Best Buy because they just kind of eat my ass. Um, So... (laughs) I go into Best Buy and I want to buy this plush and everything. And I was like, hey, this is what I'm looking for. And it took like 20 to 30 minutes for them to actually find what I was looking for. Because they were like, oh, it was in the back. And apparently they only had one and it was like tucked away. I was like, what the hell? This is like a Best Buy exclusive thing. And then once I got it, uh, it turns out that like the digital copy is not in the case of what you'd get. It is printed on your receipt. So I was like, okay, cool. Yeah, right? It's annoying. Um, Yeah, yeah. So I like I read that and I was like, okay, I need to make sure I get a receipt. So I specifically had them print me out a receipt and I didn't see the code on there, but I was like, oh, maybe it's one of these like 16 digit numbers on here. I don't know. I'll get home and check it out. And I get home and I click on the post on Twitter and see that like several people actually had the exact same issue that I did, which is they did not get a game code. And I was like, God damn it. So me being the like recluse that I am did not want to go to Best Buy again. I hate going outside just in general. Driving to work is not my favorite thing ever. (laughs) But I drive to Best Buy and I like go to return it and the like manager like argued with me about it he was like it was supposed to be on the inside of the box i was like dude it says on the box it's supposed to be on my receipt i don't understand so yeah this is basically like an entire two hours of my life in general that i'm never gonna get back but i got a cool plush so that's all i care about gotta enjoy those physical items huh josh uh well you know my stance i just super love them so i'm so happy i know dude you know what's funny though is i i saw this article um before before it was entered in to to our agenda list and i was looking over (laughs) looking over through articles and i was like oh man i should put this in just for vaughn and then i was like we just talked about hollow Knight though i'm not gonna put it and then i saw it the next day and it was in there and i was like should have known you would have put this in (laughs) (laughs) naturally if any kind of plush or some shit comes up i'm gonna put it in (laughs) it's going in the dock josh but you do have have to talk yes i do i i ended up getting my code it was more of a thing than i wanted it to be but yeah i got my code i downloaded it on switch uh but i also had to download a massive fallout 76 update so I yeah, my internet was definitely uh, it was it was pulled quite thin. <laughs> so I'll be surprised if I get over to my Switch today and Hollow Knight's downloaded. It'll be interesting. 
but for more new stuff uh frostpunk and this is actually the last thing since i wanted to go on a rant about hollow knight plushes uh we've got frostpunk is getting an endless mode um which seems kind of interesting i'm not really a fan of like city builders in general um but frostpunk getting an endless mode that's cool i've heard it's really good people really like it yeah, I don't know. I don't really have much on it. I've never played Frostpunk. I definitely, I was looking over some of the, the gameplay of it, and it, it looks like something that I would enjoy. But um, once again, there's just so many games out there, and it's probably just going to be one that uh, flies under my radar of, you know, maybe when it goes on, like, cheap, cheap sale. Cheap, cheap sale? Cheap, cheap. Not even one cheap. You got to have the two cheaps in there. It's got to be real cheap. It's got to be. It's got to be that double yeah, discounted. Right? Yeah, right? Yeah. He's waiting for those Black Friday deals, but when they're desperate, so he's like, let's get like 60, you know, like 80% off, and then I'll pick up Frostpunk. Yeah, I'm Steam. Steam sales. When it's a dollar off. Yeah, and then it'll be added to your backlog, and you'll never fucking play it. <laughs> I have way too many of those. <laughs> yeah, so do I. Including Hollow Knight, because I bought it uh, through uh, Indie Box way back when and got a, di- a different cool plush. And a physical version of the PC game. And you never and played it? And then I it? hadn't played it. Oh, you're okay, such a Okay, so fool. I, I... No, I played some. I played some of it. I got to... Uh, I beat the first bot, boss, and then I got to... I think her name is Hornet. Uh, the yeah. the girl with, like... Yeah, the, the second boss, I guess, kind of. Um, I got to her, and she beat my ass relentlessly. She just <laughs> Man, stomped I- me into the ground. I got Hollow Knight when it came on Switch, and I didn't even get to the first boss yet. I played it a little bit, and I was like... What's wrong with you people? Okay, I'll play this later. <laughs> I don't know. It didn't click with me that much. I want to play it eventually, but I, I don't know why, for whatever reason, it just didn't click as much as I thought it would. Huh. Yeah, I don't know. It really I... clicks with me. I just don't play my PC ever. It never happens. <laughs> yeah, see, that's why I got it on Switch. Yeah. I, I've played played it on pc i even thought about getting it on switch just because i really liked it but damn i can't believe it didn't click with you but i mean it it's a really good game or at least hasn't yet yeah yeah yeah. keep playing for a while like give it another shot because it when i have time yeah yeah yeah, yeah, no i I feel you i feel you but it definitely like it, it 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 gets a lot better when you start getting more of the powers and going back through the the areas that you couldn't go before you know the, the common metrovania kind of stuff but it, it does get really good and there's so many bosses in it like there's a lot of challenge you know what would probably make you like it more if you bought that sweet plush and you had to look at it all day you'd be like man i really need to play that fucking I mean, game it would be a constant reminder that i'm like shit I paid this money. I really need to get some value from it. I paid $35 for a game that not only I already own, but <laughs> that's only $15. It's only $15. You paid $20 for a plush. You're crazy with this physical stuff. Dude, the, no, the plush on Fangamer is $34. It was a steal, Josh. It was a, it was steal? a steal. Yeah, I, I, it's, it's stealing something. It's stealing your money. <laughs> My my hard-earned cash. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I love Hollow Knight, and good for them for getting money, but uh, just buy the game. What is this plush stuff? Get out of here. I did buy the game. I just also got a plush, Josh. I also got a plush. It was a steal. All right. <laughs> to, to each its own, I guess. 
speaking of metroidvanias it's time to move into our next uh little segment uh, we've got god bless the crowd this is when uh josh specifically because i don't know how any crowdfunding sites work uh he goes in <laughs> to find some awesome kickstarter games and or the millions of other crowdfunding sites he brings them up and we talk about them uh we've got two for this week uh we've got ownerism which we're gonna talk about that lofty goal here in a second and lore finder uh which is actually a cosmic uh horror metroidvania which looks amazing but i want to talk about that last because i want to talk about how this fucking onirism game wants over two hundred thousand (laughs) dollars What the fuck? Dude. What is this, Project Rap Rabbit? It's yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. It um I didn't notice it at first either. So I like I found these games and both of them I was like, they both look interesting. They both have demos. I'll try them out. And so I played the demo for this one and it's actually a really good game. It reminds me a lot of kind of like a, a, a like a Ratchet and Clank or Jack and Daxter stylish game. Um, you basically have you're, you're this little girl who has an umbrella, but you also have like all these different guns that you could shoot. And you're in this weird like mythical area. This story doesn't really matter at this point. For the Sounds demo. really safe. It, yeah, it is super safe. <laughs> but anyway, so so it, it was a, a really good like you know a start. I was like, oh, this seems like it could be something that that will take off and be great. Blah blah. blah. And I didn't really think about it until I was looking back to see like oh i wonder where it is in funding after the couple of days that i put it up and i was like oh my god i didn't even know because i was like i was like man there's like no money getting funded to this but i mean they already have like seven thousand dollars almost but their goal is two hundred and forty four thousand. so like i don't know how that's gonna happen i mean yeah it's it's a lofty uh goal there i i don't don't know they they have some uh some high up pledges as most do so let's see the highest one here is five thousand uh dollars that you could put in or yeah it looks like in us it ends up coming to five thousand six hundred eighty nine so maybe maybe they'll have a couple of those um and they've got 10 out of 10 left dude (laughs) yeah they're really waiting for people to get it (laughs) Um, it's a shame too because it looks pretty cool and it looks like from the way they're talking about it of like if you watch the demo they've had like seasonal events already because it's i guess they have like a community going i haven't heard about it until this um but it looks like an interesting game that i would love to have actually start and to get but i don't i don't think that they're gonna get anywhere with this uh giant goal yeah, that's you gotta wonder what they're gonna spend all that money on. That's a lot of money. For it's an interesting game. I I was like reading through the the little bit they say about the game, which is an action adventure game inspired by uh, classics of the genre. Follow Carol in her adventure through Crea uh, Crea something like that to find her stolen plushie, and I was like, man. She loves plushies as much as I do. <laughs> I'm, it's a game about I, you. <laughs> yeah. This is, uh, my imagination with plushies and such. And then I was like, man, 244 fucking thousand dollars. Uh, yeah, I don't see this ever happening. I, good luck. That's about as much as I have to say about that. But for less lofty goals, uh, Lore Finder, yeah, the cosmic horror metroidvania, not only does it look fucking amazing, 
it only wants $10,000. And it's already got 8,000 of those 10,000. So I'm definitely sure that it's going to reach its goal because it looks fantastic. <laughs> Granted, this is a much different style game that does not need as much money to get back into true. it. Which is like, <laughs> it's the weird thing about Kickstarter because, you know, a Kickstarter achieving its goal can mean a lot of different things based on, you know, the actual products, the actual amount that they're asking for. Like, this is only $10,000, which still is a lot of money. But granted, in the scheme of things, like if they achieve their goal, they're still at like the same, almost the same amount. They're at like 8,000, whereas the other one was close to seven. They're pretty much at the same amount. Like it's, it just, I don't know. It just depends on how much is in it. But not to go too deep into that, the actual game of it, like this lore finder, the gameplay was pretty nice. I like the fact that you could try the demo literally in a web browser which was nice because it wasn't like download anything. It was just download all the assets from, you know, the actual web browser itself. Um, but it looked like it was something that, that I would like. It felt a little clunky when I was playing the demo. Um, but for the most part, it seems like it could have something going for it. I definitely feel like um, the story behind it will be interesting um, just because anything with like Lovecraftian is... Uh, always weird and spooky so we'll see I, I definitely think that it'll end up getting picked up and i look forward to seeing what actually comes out of this yeah it looks really interesting of course me being a pixel whore i really like the pixel art um but also i love that it's it's just style in general of this like kind of gothic horror in in general and the fact that the main character kind of looks like constantine but a ginger i really vibe with that <laughs> There's going to be an animation you don't like. Probably. Yeah, dude. He's going to swing a pickaxe. <laughs> I'm going to be like, fuck this game. I'm done. Uh, no it's no longer a game that I'm ever going to play. <laughs> pickaxe is in the demo, so I think we're good so far. Oh, that's solid, dude. I mean, he shoots a gun like a normal person would, so I, I think I'm I think I'm in. You I think this game looks pickaxes? No, he's not. He's not doing anything <laughs> excessively weird, so I, yeah. <laughs> I think it's solid. Uh, I I actually might like just put a little bit of money into this because honestly, I think it looks amazing, and I really want it to get funded. Um, just because it looks amazing, I, I guess that's kind of how Kickstarters work. <laughs> I mean, that's the whole no point. special reason needed, yeah. right? just put money into it because you think it's going to be awesome i'll more than likely check out the demo uh but make sure you if you guys want to know what we're looking at just pop over to kickstarter uh you can look up ownerism whatever that name is or lore finder look up lore finder do that it looks good i really like it how do you feel about these errol did you have a chance to like check them out or anything play the demos like josh i just did a little bit um they both look pretty good i'm more interested in uh uh, what's onerism but that what? that goal is kind of crazy <laughs> yeah yeah to be honest i'd probably be more interested in what comes out of onerism just because it seems like there could be a lot to it um but yeah i don't know that goal is crazy <laughs> apparently they've it's got a, like a hundred project rap rabbit <laughs> <laughs> there are some really like crazy lofty kickstarter goals that's just like why I don't understand. I guess somebody might pay for it. I mean, people are freaking still funding Star Citizen, so 
That's a thing. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to look through all the other Kickstarter video games that are out right now. There's nothing that has anywhere close to that amount of money. <laughs> like even Plunge, like even Hazelnut Bastille has only 117,000, <laughs> only, <laughs> but not 244, so. Yeah, and I definitely, I, I mean, I don't think they were asking for anywhere near no, 100 no, some thousand hazelnut is at 180 percent funded they uh they've, yeah they've well overachieved there's some games that just look amazing and it's like oh yeah 20k that'll be easy to hit and then it's like dude just look fucking lowball that shit stop doing 100k what's okay, happening i looked up project rap rabbit had nearly 1.1 million they they asked for it was what they asked for almost and they only got Two hundred and four thousand before. Oh, see, even Project Rap Rabbit wouldn't make the two hundred and forty-four. Then <laughs> you're like, and that was a highly sought-after game. People wanted it so much. <laughs> you gotta wonder with Kickstarter games, like if seeing the the goal that they're shooting for, it actually affects whether or not you put money into it. Because if, if it's just something like, oh, that's like the 244000 I would assume that that would naturally keep people from wanting to put any money into it. I mean, yes and no. Like, it makes you feel like, oh, I don't think they're going to make it. But there's literally nothing negative about putting money in because it won't charge you until they actually get that goal. And if they don't get the goal, then nothing happens. You don't get charged at all. I actually didn't know that. I was kind of interested in that. Like, what happens if they don't actually hit their goal? I kind of thought they just took your money and they were like, cool. <laughs> no. No, if they... So you're never charged until that day that they hit, which which actually can sometimes screw you over because, like, if this is, like, a month out and you're, you end <laughs> up, like, losing your credit card or something, like, that happened to me with one of these where they, like... They uh, came back at me and they were like, "Hey, your uh, your pledge isn't going through." And I was like, "Oh shit, I gotta change. I gotta update my cards." But like, otherwise, it's a good method because nothing comes out of your pocket until it's official. That's pretty sweet. I I like that a lot more than just randomly throwing money into a hole. That's very nice. That's very nice. Uh, so it seems like it's about time for us to get into uh, a nice segment that I like to call Buckle Up, Guys, because there's a shitload of indie games coming out this week. We need to work on that title. Hey, hey you did the click click! <laughs> <laughs> so glad. I mean, we got to just make sure we're being safe, you know? That's true. Safety it's something first. that we forgot to, to do last week, and I, I feel a little bad because... We just, I wasn't thinking about everybody. You so. gotta teach the kids, man. Gotta set a good example. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So it's time uh, to go into our indie games release schedule for the week of uh, November 18th through the 24th. There's a decent amount of indie games coming out this week, so I'm kind of just going to get into it. It is separated by platforms. Uh, we've got multiple platforms, PS, uh, PS4 and PS Vita, Xbox, Switch, and Windows. No mobile titles for right now, but if you are an indie game dev and you're putting mobile games out, uh, feel free to hit me up on Twitter at Legion to just let me know about them and or any news for them. And... I'll probably talk about it on the podcast because we never talk about mobile games. So for the only game that's actually in multiple for right now is actually Bendy and the Ink Machine is coming to PS4 and Xbox One Tuesday, November 20th. And moving on to PS4 and PS Vita, 
we got Octung Cthulhu Tactics, maybe. Nope. Cut. Yeah, I'm just going to say that's Cthulhu Tactics because it kind of makes sense. And or Josh is going to look it up and tell me what it actually is. Uh, that game is coming to PlayStation 4 on Tuesday, November 20th. We've got Beat Saber coming to PSVR. A play. Uh, that coming to psvr because i'm throwing myself off tuesday november 20th boxing apocalypse coming to psvr tuesday november 20th gundan what how would you think to say that Gundamoniums. that's a weird name it's gundamoniums gundamoniums that's how you say it yeah god damn it i hate people uh, Gundamoniums is coming to PS4 on Tuesday, November 20th. Stormboy is coming to PlayStation 4 Tuesday, November 20th. Titanic VR, which just, that doesn't seem like a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did you guys hear? They're actually making another Titanic. Yeah, that sounds like a great idea as well. I love the, the hey. meme of that where it's like they're uh, they're making a new Titanic and then there's like Jim from the office like through the shutters smiling creepily. That's definitely <laughs> one of my favorites. <laughs> hey, the icebergs are melting. It's okay. Yeah, global warming is going to make sure our ships don't crash. I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, so and we'll still do it anyway. <laughs> Titanic VR is coming to PlayStation VR Thursday, November 22nd. Uh, now time to move on to Xbox. We got Eternal coming to Xbox One Wednesday, November 21st. SteamWorld Dig 2 coming to Xbox One Wednesday, November 21st. I Am The Hero, which is coming to Xbox One Thursday, November 22nd. World, World of One coming to Xbox One Thursday, November 22nd. Uh, apparently there wasn't just one multiple. There was several that I just kind of put randomly because Octoon Cthulhu Tactics is also coming to Xbox One uh, Friday, November 23rd. Now on to the Switch games. We've got Stormboy, another multiple, is coming to Switch Tuesday, November 20th. Warframe came to Switch Tuesday, November 20th, which was... I was possibly going to put it in as a news story, but I was like, ah, it's kind of... It's going to be out for like a couple days and I don't really know what to say about it. But yeah, it's it's on the Switch now, so you can play that. Uh, Adventures of Bertram Fiddle, Episode 2, A Bleaker Predicament. Predicament. Predic- yep, that's what a thing. A uh, <laughs> seriously, I... It, it's like a paragraph. It's crazy. Uh, that is coming to Nintendo Switch Thursday, November 22nd. Battery Jam, which actually looks pretty cool, is coming to Switch Thursday, November 22nd. Gem Crash is coming to Switch Thursday, November 22nd. Uh, Miss Explosion Man comes to Switch Thursday, November 22nd. Nidhogg 2 comes to Switch Thursday, November 22nd. Dude, everything, That's a fun on one. The, everything is on the fucking Switch on Thursday. Jesus. Yeah. Nidhogg 2 is really fun. Yeah, that's what we talked about last week, is that it looks pretty awesome. Uh, Party Hard, one game that I've tried and thought was really awesome, is coming to Switch Thursday, November 22nd. Please Don't Touch Anything comes to Switch Thursday, November 22nd. <laughs> that's what interesting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Steamberg is coming to Switch Thursday, November 22nd. Waku Waku Sweets is coming to Switch Thursday, November 22nd. Zeus Quest is coming, uh, Zeus Quest Remastered is coming to Switch Thursday, November 22nd. 
Now on to the Windows PC games. Uh, we've got Long Arm of the Law coming to PC Monday, November 19th. Warp Zone Drifter coming to PC Monday, November 19th. Evidence of Life coming to PC November or Monday, November 19th. Over Dungeon coming to PC Tuesday, November 20th. Quiet as a Stone coming to PC Tuesday, November 20th. Stormboy is also coming to PC on Tuesday, November 20th. Cult of the Glitch King is coming to PC Tuesday, November 20th. Renard, Reynard, I'm going to go with Renard, is coming to PC Wednesday, November 21st. Neon Code is coming to PC Thursday, November 22nd. Power Cut I think I saw something about that. For Neon uh, Code? I think it was, isn't Neon Code a free game? I think this is the one I'm thinking of. It's a... It's like a cyberpunk themed game. And yeah, and it's free, I believe. It's a one hour long cyberpunk retro wave adventure game. Yeah. I remember Is hearing it about free that though, Josh? That's what I need to know. Is it free? Uh, it says available November 22nd. I don't see anything about free. Give me a second. I'll take a look while you're doing the other names. Here we go. Neon code on its.io. It says a free cyberpunk adventure game. Oh, see, there you go. There you go. That's exciting. Uh, we've got Power Cut Inc. coming to PC Thursday, November 22nd. Woodpunk coming to PC Thursday, November 22nd. Uh, Aeternitis. Aeternitis is what I'm going to say. Is coming to PC Friday, November 23rd. Um, we've got Equinox coming to PC Friday. Fri- Friday is shit. back. I did it again. God damn it! <laughs> it's coming Friday, November twenty third. Uh, you have ten seconds. Three. That seems a little odd. Uh, is coming to PC Friday, November twenty third, and Das Guterschniff. It's something. <laughs> it's a fucking name. <laughs> It's the name of an indie game. It's coming to PC Saturday, November 24th. That is the last game uh, that I have on the list of upcoming indie games. Of course, this is not a complete list of indie games. There are, of course, like probably a lot more coming, but this is a bunch, and I don't think I could really handle uh, reading any more on this list. So, yeah. Other than some mobile titles, hit me up. You want your mobile title on here? I could do that. Uh, but now we like to basically just pick out a game or so that we want to talk about and if we're excited about it coming to uh, consoles and or just playing it in general. I'm actually excited about Woodpunk. I think it looks really interesting. It looks a lot like a Nuclear Throne, but instead it's like a weird Lumberjack-esque game. It it looks really odd, but I think it, I, I'm excited for it. I, I think it'll be a lot of fun to play. What uh, what ones are you guys taking a look at? You thinking of getting? I bet Stormboy, right? Or Titanic VR? You really yeah, want to see what Titanic it's like to sink? I've always, yeah. I've always had a you know uh, just this yearning of drowning, you know, and a boat crashing. So that's really what I'm gonna look for. I think it'll be. I really hope it's not even the game. It's just like the movie Titanic, but in VR. And they're just like they're advertising it as a game, but they're like, ha, fucking duped you, idiot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I am interested in the one where you were like, "What the hell is his name?" That you have ten seconds three. 
Um, of course. Yeah. So <laughs> you have 10 seconds is basically like, I think it started out as a flash game, or at least it definitely just looks like one of it's basically you play a ton of just different levels in this one. It's over 250 new levels. And the whole point of the game is you have 10 seconds to basically go from one area to the next. And so there's a lot of things you have to do where it's like, there'll be spikes that you have to go over. There's different like um, trajectories where in certain areas you'll be propelled with different gravity um there's just different like keys that you have to get to unlock a certain area to get to one part and it's just basically a time trial of having 10 seconds to get it all figured out and done so it's it's just a lot of fun of trying to figure out the puzzle to it and also being good platform wise to make it through it looks really cool you're just all about those games where you gotta get good aren't you i love get good games I don't know why we're friends. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Harold? Are you? Uh, did you spot any that you just thought looked amazing? Stormboy, by chance? Stormboy. <laughs> Do you like? Stormboy? I don't know why that came up so much. It looks so fucking weird. <laughs> you get to feed fish or feed pelicans. I'm pretty sure it's a game adaptation of an old movie. I'm not even joking. When I looked up Stormboy to try to find anything about it. It, it pulled up a movie from like the 70s that was eerily similar to the game. <laughs> oh, so we're getting licensed games again, just indies. <laughs> really weird movies. Yeah. Don't I don't about. really understand. <laughs> so did you, uh, did you pick one out, Errol? I, <laughs> I actually did not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's totally fine. We're just gonna put you down for Titanic VR. That's what you're wanting to play. Sure. No, yeah. <laughs> you know, because you know, I got my my VR headset right here. Nice. I actually, I've been thinking about picking up a PSVR uh, or some sort of like headset altogether. Um, definitely not one of the stupid ones that are for your phone. Because oh no, I totally have one. I'm so dumb. <laughs> if I had the VR thing, Beat Saber would definitely be a little thing. I've heard Beat Saber is awesome. Beat Saber. Everybody yeah. raves about Beat Saber. Yeah, if I... It seems like one saying... of those games you gotta get good at, so I bet Josh is really... <laughs> well, I love, I love music-based, like, rhythm games. Uh, big, like, DDR, ITG freak from back in the day, so I love music-based games. I think Beat Saber Did is... you get... Huh? Did you get Tyco? No, I didn't get Tyco, but it looks really cool. Uh... How dare you? <laughs> I mean, I didn't either, but how dare you? Does it have motion controls? <laughs> I've yeah. been wondering about that. Yeah, I think it does. I think Tyco on the Switch? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure you can use the the Joy Cons to play. I would assume yeah. so. I just haven't. Yeah, you can. yeah. it's yeah. a definite. Okay, cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. I have Tyco on PS2, but I don't have it on the Switch. <laughs> how does it? Play I don't actually. Like- the ps2 is it just bit like button based that's what i was gonna say i'm fairly certain it had a specific peripheral that you had to have for it i don't have that i just have the game because i like the cover art yeah for the for the new one you can do joy cons or you can do the buttons yeah okay oh there you go maybe on ps2 it was just buttons maybe i feel like the buttons like kind of ruins it though you gotta play the drums man like yeah it's like playing guitar hero but with a controller you're like wow that's lazy (laughs) but why not that's about the end of this podcast we've gone through the whole rigmarole rigmarole and all that good stuff yeah it just kind of like 
had a stroke. So that was right fun. Over that. <laughs> oh shit! You got me. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you guys think this podcast went? Any last uh, tidbits of knowledge you want to poke Woo! out there? Damn. Terrible. I'm kidding. I'm Thanks, kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> no, no. The... We had a banger, then half a banger, and now no bangers. Oh, what's what's happening? That's the real question I want to ask Arrow. Is this a banger? What? Is this a banger? <laughs> this is a banger. Oh, this is definitely a banger. This is definitely a banger. That's what I'm talking about, baby. <laughs> we got it, dude. We got it. Don't, we only got half a banger last week. That was Josh's. Uh, that was Josh's uh, review of our podcast. It was half a banger. So, okay. <laughs> guess this one was slightly full. better. Yeah, back to full, baby. Only because I'm here. Oh, damn. Dude, you know what made it better? <laughs> the Hollow Knight plush. Yeah. I'm sure. That's all it was. 100%. That's what it was. Yeah. Well, that's about it for us today. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Indian Incursions podcast, especially if you've gone all the way through to episode 7. I don't know if anybody actually has uh, listened to all of them up to episode 7, but that's really cool. Of course, you can listen to this on YouTube, uh, but uh, it actually posts to Spotify and our Podbean first. Uh, just the, the audio stuff that you guys can listen to, the audio feeds. And then, of course, it's going to po- uh, post to YouTube as well. Um, that's about it for us today. Thank you, guys. Uh, or actually, one last thing that I forgot to ask. Where can we find you guys? Where, where can we follow you? On Twitter and or Instagram so I could see some DPs or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, I am at the Jorsh90. So that's the underscore Jorsh. J-O-R-S-H 90. I'm just at Errol M. That's a pretty and I am at Hive Legion. Yeah, Errol made his really easy. See, I used you to have... You know how to spell my name first. <laughs> yeah, at, at egg roll? That's true. <laughs> <laughs> there's got to oh, be boy. somebody who types in egg roll. I know there's going to be one. <laughs> and I'm, of course, yeah, at High Legion. I, I actually, before I had a Twitter account that was at Vaughn Hyde, and then I was like, I don't like that because oh. I made a really stupid joke. And I was like, I don't want to use that one. So I just made a new Oh, crap, Twitter guys. Account. We forgot something we have to do. Uh-uh. What do we have to do? do we laser League. Them? Okay, now I said it. Oh, We had to get to... that Laser League shout-out? I just had to say it. <laughs> That's fair. We, Some, I mean, you, sometimes you just have advertising opportunities you got to jump for is that Laser League. So oh, that's what happens. Uh, so that's about it for this episode of the Indian Incursion Podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening, and I hope you guys have a great day.